0: Hey, everybody, now more than ever, we need good cheer and to be happy warriors. On this program, we're trying to embody that every day, and that's what this episode is all about. If you would like to support this program, if this program has impacted your life in any way at all, and if you believe that this program needs to stay up with all the backlash, and some people would call it persecution to come, go to charliekirk.com slash support. We're embracing the struggle here with a smile and a good attitude. Go to charliekirk.com slash support. If you want to email me directly, email me freedom at charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus.
1: I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country, he's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will
0: not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. I want to tell you guys about Squad Pod in this new age of technology. A lot of people are afraid that they are being spied on. A lot of people are afraid that their information is being compromised. I want to tell you about the 100% Made in America service called SquadPod. They do an amazing job. I know these people. I've worked with them. And it is for video calls, chat discussions. Look, SquadPod protects your privacy, intellectual property, and right to free speech. It's very simple to use. Just create an account and invite your team. And start communicating from there. It's SquadPod. .com/charlie. It's squadpod.com forward/charlie. SquadPod never monitors or censors any of your conversations. They don't create customer profiles or minor sell your data. at Squadpod.com forward/charlie. So uh, we decided to give Joe Biden a little bit of a chance to settle in, see what he's going to do. and it seems that he's not wasting any time. He's going to sign executive orders from getting us back into the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, to getting us a mask mandate, to an eviction freeze, just all sorts of different liberal agenda items instantaneously.
2: He's also expected to unveil his immigration plan to Congress today, which would provide a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million people estimated living here in the United States. I expect that we will probably hear other congressional plans within the next few days as well.
0: So at at the current moment, a lot of people are feeling despair and really despondent. And I get that. I understand completely. Uh, But this is not the moment to feel sorry for yourself. A lot of people um, are emailing us and they say, I'm very scared. I'm upset. And I get it. I completely do. Um, However, you're going to have to now take a conscious step to put yourself in a position of action of what are you going to do personally to make sure that in four years, you don't have... Kamala Harris getting sworn in for maybe one term or another term after that. What are we going to do about it? Well, first, we got to fix in fix the way elections are done in Arizona and Georgia. That's number one. So if you live in the state of Arizona and Georgia, priority number one of the state legislatures have to be fixing the way that we do elections has to be. Secondly, uh, the moment that we are currently in in our country, uh, the Democrats are going to screw this up spectacularly. Not that I want them to. But just the executive actions that Joe Biden is signing are in no way, shape or form going to help the country from stopping border wall construction. Where's the full list? We had the full list here just for today. Uh, The new immigration plan, it goes on and on and on. Uh, Oh, yeah, the Paris Climate Accord, Iran, Iran sent out a tweet saying uh, the ball is in your court, Joe Biden, to come back to the table and fix this. So now the number one state sponsor of terror in the world Iran uh, demands a seat at the table with Joe Biden, where President Trump had handled Iran wonderfully, putting Iran uh, on defense, heavy and crippling sanctions alongside um, the cancellation of the Iran deal um, and standing with Israel, moving the embassy to Jerusalem and recognizing the Golan Heights. President Trump also gave a phenomenal farewell address yesterday. Um, I want to make sure we mention that. Let's go to cut 59. President Trump in his farewell address saying, I will always fight for you. I will be watching. I'll be listening. Um, And he says, I wish the new administration great luck and great success. Cut 59.
1: I will always fight for you. I will be watching. I will be listening. And I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better. I wish the new administration great luck and great success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular.
0: In President Trump, uh, that's actually a speech today, the one he gave last night was phenomenal. Uh, there, there's a hilarious tweet here from an anonymous Twitter account, and it's just so true. And this is exactly why we're going to win. Liberals just seem as mad this morning as usual. Why are they so mad? <laughs> It's so true. I'm looking through some of these Twitter accounts. Liberals are just finding stuff to be angry about. Why didn't Trump come? You control everything, guys. Okay. Congratulations. You did it. Okay. <laughs> you manipulated social media. You pummeled us into a, you know, you just, you got it done. Okay. There's a lot of reasons how. Why are you so angry and why are we so happy? I don't know. <laughs> you would think that you guys would be celebrating right now, but you're not. Let's go to. Uh, Yeah, let's go to cut 57. Tucker Carlson says this exactly. Instead of celebrating cracking champagne, they're advocating for a new security state. Cut 57. You got exactly what you wanted. You should be thrilled about that. You ought to be celebrating. But they're not celebrating. That's the remarkable thing. No one in the Democratic Party seems happy tonight. They're angrier than ever. Instead of taking victory laps, they are plotting revenge against the people they just beat. They're thinking of new ways to injure and humiliate and degrade their political opponents, make it impossible them for them to work again, throw them in jail, destroy their lives. That's exactly right. So instead of celebrating, they're already saying we're angry, we want revenge, we want to go after them. Why? Here's why. First of all, they're not very happy people to begin with. Second of all, there's there's two there's two parts. Number one, they're upset because that was the only thing that kind of bound them all together was this pathological hatred of maybe getting to this moment. And the second thing is this, which is they know the threat of the conservative movement. And they know that the power they have right now is temporary. And they know that the conservative movement and the policies that we believe in, the ideas and the philosophy, it's actually really popular. And they're thinking to themselves, you mean I might not be in power forever? Mm, That makes me angry. How do we make sure that never happens? I want to be in power forever. In fact, I want to live forever. Call Elon Musk.
2: That is precisely true, Charlie. And that's exactly why they're calling for mass censorship Mm -hmm. of successful conservatives online, why they're asking for conservative media outlets to be taken off of cable providers to make sure that you can never, ever hear the news from a conservative perspective. They're advocating for outspoken Mm -hmm. conservatives to be charged with conspiracy, somehow tying them to what happened on January 6th, even if they weren't in Washington, D.C., because they're terrified of that moment when the idea of conservative values and this idea of a make America great again movement, which is so much bigger than one individual, takes root again in our society.
0: And so one of the people emailing us say, well, Charlie, what's to worry about with domestic terrorism? Uh, if you're not a domestic terrorist, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Hold on. It's the term domestic terrorist. It's how they qualify it. You understand Biden stripped, you know, kind of slipped in there. Extremism. Well, how do you define extremism? Well, for many Democrats, they'll define extremism as anyone who is friends or or vocally supports President Donald Trump. That's what they would declare as extremism. So that kind of language is incredibly, potentially dangerous.
2: Oh, it's already being dangerous. We already have
0: 52 domestic terror laws on the books, 52 of them. So what would a new one do? Well, one of the ones they're proposing is one that could infiltrate conservative groups, one that could spy on conservative groups, and would be just obliterate the Fourth Amendment as we know it in our country. Uh, President Donald Trump, when he was sworn into office in 2017, the Dow Industrial Average was 19,827. Today, it's 31,177. But the most amazing part of that number is that he rebuilt it twice. The Dow went up from 19 to 30, down, back down to 19, and then you have got it back to 31 twice in four years. No one else has that sort of success story.
2: Never, never in American history have we seen that sort of leadership from an economic perspective in our country. And
0: not not to mention, made all the more amazing by the epidemiological Pearl Harbor that China launched on our country. And so who's the most powerful Republican now in the country? The most powerful Republican is Mitch McConnell. Uh, He has a power sharing agreement with Chuck Schumer. Some of the committees are going to be split right down the middle. It's really up to Mitch McConnell As to what kind of Republican Party are you going to present to Joe Biden? Are you going to present a Republican Party that all of a sudden says, hey, I'd love to get that amnesty thing done. I'd like to get that corporatist agenda done. And don't worry, I'll work with you to go after the grassroots conservatives. Or is Mitch McConnell going to take a step back and he's going to say, huh, Pat Toomey, Tom Tillis, Joni Ernst, they're only senators because of the MAGA movement. Rick Scott." Josh Hawley, you only have 50 seats and not 44 seats to Mitch McConnell because of Donald Trump, his movement, and the conservative base. So that's going to be a really interesting question for Mitch McConnell as we begin to unpack this, is will Mitch McConnell recognize and realize that the conservatives are showing up in 2022? We're showing up in big numbers. And believe it or not, we are only, let me think about this, we're only like 21 months away from the midterms? I I can live that long. The midterms can change (laughs) the entire nexus of power in Washington. A seven-seat majority in the House, a lot of these maps being redrawn, massively unpopular policies that are going to be put forward by the Biden administration and Senate seats that are going to be up for grabs in Georgia, Arizona, North Carolina, Nevada, and Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. I don't know. Things are going to all of a sudden come right back into focus really, really soon. And Joe Biden is wasting no time uh, he is signing uh, some executive actions and proclamations. Uh, this is a this is a um, this is a tradition started in 1981 by President Ronald Reagan. Uh, the first official actions taken by the newly sworn president of the United States occur in the president's room, just off the Senate chamber in the U.S. Capitol. After the departure of the former president and first lady, the new president gathers there with some aides, members of Congress, to sign nominations and sometimes memorandums, proclamations, or executive orders. This tradition began in 1981 uh, with President Ronald Reagan. Prior to that time, nominations were often submitted to the Senate on Inauguration Day without ceremony.
2: Interesting to see that historical context there. And I think it's pretty safe to assume that these executive orders we've been talking about this morning are likely going to be included in that signing ceremony.
0: That's right. And that's just the very beginning uh, and really a heavy emphasis on immigration, heavy emphasis on foreign policy, Uh, uh, treaties and trade negotiations. Uh, There's a couple things, though, that uh, we're not sure uh, what President Biden will do uh, in regards to um, the ratification, the uh, moving of the embassy to Jerusalem, uh, the recognizing of the Golan Heights, uh, all those things. We're not sure what he'll go. But whatever Iran wants is probably what Joe Biden is going to end up doing. (laughs) So let's go here. Um, Let's go to cut 54. John Solomon was on Hannity. This was what was happening. While Donald Trump was being sworn into office. In fact, before I go to John Solomon, let's just go to a little bit of a tape here of President Biden already signing executive orders, uh, dividing the country, uh, keeping borders wide open. He's signing executive orders. Um, Let's go through the list just so that we're very specific here. Okay, Uh, an immigration plan. Uh, getting rid of the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline, that is a top-tier focus, extend the eviction freeze, uh, mask mandate, halt border wall construction, repeal the Trump travel ban, and rejoin the Paris Agreement. Nothing says uniting the country like undoing everything that 75 million people want. And so just a reminder of what was happening while President Trump was in that Senate room doing that four years ago. This is how they were treating him. Uh, They had launched a scheme through Christopher Steele um, and The British spy, Crossfire Hurricane, Cut 54, 55, 56, shows that John Solomon um, is going through the entire list of it. Let's go to Cut 54.
1: The most important of all the documents is what I call the the September 2017 confessional, a year after he was... Uh, fired, terminated by the FBI. Christopher Steele sat back down by the agents and he described his motives, his tactics, what he did, and there are some bombshell revelations. First off, as you just reported, his motive for going to the news media and creating the false Russia collusion narrative during the 2016 election was because the email scandal had come and reared its head again against Hillary Clinton. He was concerned it was going to hurt Hillary Clinton's chances, so he put the Russia story out there to help kind of distract from her uh, from her scandal.
0: Let's go to the next cut, cut 55. Uh, This was all happening while President Trump was getting sworn into office. Cut 55.
1: Secondly, he admits that another one of his motives was that he considered Donald Trump to be his main opponent. He considered Donald Trump to be bad for Great Britain, for the U.S.-U.K. relationship. So that's another reason he leaked. Now, let's think about that. He's a foreigner interfering in our election by leaking information to help Hillary Clinton, and to help Great Britain. That's what he admitted to in this interview with the FBI.
0: And then one more, Cut 56, saying that what the SEAL source was, uh, and all these people now, are by, by the way, are back involved in our government. Cut 56.
1: Third, he divulges where he got his subsource, the famous subsource, the primary subsource as the FBI called them. This is the person that gave him most of the bad garbage that was ultimately discredited by the FBI, proven, disproven. Uh, he got that a relationship with that subsource from none other than Fiona Hill, the former National Security Counsel for Donald Trump, who became an impeachment witness against Trump in 2019. Why is that significant? Well, beyond the interesting connections, by the time Fiona Hill turned over this subsource to Christopher Steele. The FBI was already investigating the subsource as a possible Russian asset. In fact, they were trying to get a FISA warrant on him when he fled the country and they dropped the effort.
0: The first time around, President Trump, I was already under allegations falsely from all of that about being a Russian spy from the moment he was sworn in. In fact, I want to find that New York Times or Washington Post piece. Remember, they said they need to impeach him while he was getting inaugurated. Remember that? Let's go to Andrew McCabe, who will probably never serve prison despite doing something allegedly so incredibly awful to our country, being involved in a coup to usurp a duly elected president. Remember, this is how they treated our president. Now, Andrew McCabe, this is what he thinks uh, should happen to Trump supporters. Cut 58. When we looked at those Americans who traveled to Syria for the purpose of joining the Islamic state, when you put all those faces
1: and names down in one place, you had doctors, lawyers. Some people are very vulnerable to and drawn into that um, that core lie of any extremist movement. And that is exactly what we're seeing now with these this particular group of Trump supporters.
0: Trump supporters now. We have been through in great detail, I think more so than any other program, that the people at the Capitol were a mix of people. There were professional instigators. There were non-political, pro-chaos, anarcho, whatever you want to call them. There were Black Lives Matter agitators there. Uh, they were far left wing agitators there. And yes, there were people that were Trump supporters that got mixed up into all the mess. It is absolutely accurate to say that. But just to say that we're the only people that were there is inaccurate in every way, shape or form of a description of it. But Andrew McCabe comparing American citizens to ISIS. Now, I'm old enough to remember when I was in my seventh or eighth grade civics class, my very liberal teacher standing up and talking about how awful the Patriot Act was because not all Muslims are terrorists. I agree with that statement. However, she said that that statement is now allowing the expansion of the security state and that we are not allowing civil rights or liberties to be protected. Okay, why all of a sudden are now the Democrats who used to be the fighters for individual rights and for civil liberties, where are they? Where is the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, fighting against this sort of language, this sort of top bucket comparison? And the answer is they're nowhere to be found because the ACLU, who sent out a vanilla statement even on President Trump getting banned from Twitter, they are financed primarily by very, very far left-wing actors that want nothing to do with conservatives having any form of voice whatsoever. Now, they're going to always keep some conservatives around, but the agreeable conservatives, you know, the conservatives that will write the thoughtful intelligentsia pieces about how we must keep our borders open and we must keep endless wars, you know, continuing. Those are the type of Democrats that the type of Republicans that Democrats are okay with. The grassroots, the Base conservatives that we represent? No, 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 no. Those they want to be completely and communi- totally excommunicated from the conservative movement. I want to just go to this. Just this is C- This is going to be a new. C- this is CNN's now going to become an infomercial for the Joe Biden presidency. Listen to how absurd this is. David Shalayan, cut fifty-three.
2: I mean, those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, it, I look. It's like almost. Uh, extensions of joe biden's arms embracing america
0: this is where we're at <laughs> D- I, that's one way to top-notch
2: journalism i, notch, I love I, it hard-hitting facts
0: i i suppose that's one way to look at it uh, some people are upset about some of the pardons that came out in the last couple days uh tucker carlson had an opinion on this let's play cut 51 to Republicans in the Senate and by Republicans in the Senate, we mean Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the leader of Republicans in the Senate, has sent word over to the White House. If you pardon Julian Assange, we are much more likely to convict you in an impeachment trial. Now, is it legal to hold that over a president's head? We're not lawyers. We don't know. It's certainly wrong. Of course, you know, that's nothing new. And that is the security state saying the intelligence community do not touch anyone like Assange or Snowden. Do we have new information out of Maricopa County? A little bit late.
2: Some breaking news out of Maricopa County here in Phoenix, where we obviously broadcast this show most of the time. About an hour after the inauguration, Charlie, the Arizona Maricopa County Board has agreed to release all evidence of alleged fraud during the 2020 presidential election.
0: How convenient to have a forensic audit once the president gets sworn in. Now, some of you are saying, well, Charlie, can now Trump come back? Nope, it's done. It is finished in this term. Um, it is It is done. And so the only means of removing a president are the 25th Amendment, impeachment. Uh, we're getting some emails from people that we're reading these fake message boards uh, that are filled with hopium that were saying Trump's going to serve four more years that are now saying the military is going to arrest Joe Biden in the middle of the night. No, they're not. Okay, that's nonsense. Stop reading that stuff and start getting to work. Okay, I'm so exhausted with these people that approach me at events and they email me and they say, Charlie, don't you understand? All the prophets are saying Trump's going to serve four more years. I say, I got it. I'm a believer in the God of the Bible. I believe in supernatural intervention. That's what it's going to take. So if you're betting on supernatural intervention, the parting of the Red Sea, the appearance of manna, the survival of going into a whale, then you and I are exactly on the same page. But that's not something where you should you should never act confidently that supernatural intervention is imminent, which is what a lot of people did. And a lot of people were misled the last couple months. And that's a deeper conversation that we're going to help unpack on future episodes of the show of just how there was a lot of nonsense that has been spread um, throughout the last, uh, couple of weeks and months. So no, the military is not going to come and arrest Joe Biden. All that's just not true. Okay. Joe Biden is president of the United States. Um, and there might be some investigations, I guess, into Arizona and other things that might show that there are some troubles there, but the system, the way it is set up, that is it. In our fast paced world, it's tough to make reading a priority at least it used to be, at thinker.org, T-H-I-N-K-R.org, they summarize the key ideas from new and noteworthy nonfiction, giving you access to an entire library of great books in bite-sized form. Read or listen to hundreds of titles in a matter of minutes, from old classics like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People to recent bestsellers like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. When I'm just driving to work or driving to the Charlie Kirk show every single morning, sometimes I pop open a Thinker summary book, and it really opens my mind expands my horizons, and I learn something new every day. If you want to challenge your preconceptions, expand your horizons, and become a better thinker, go to thinker.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-R dot org start a free trial. Again, that's thinker.org. America's united, as the Soviets used to say. Unity is the absence of opposition. Uh, one of our team members wrote this. I thought it was perfect. Just looking out in militarized Washington, D.C., there's no people, no celebrations. It's the perfect image of the modern Democrat Party. All fear, no warmth, all caution, no joy, no parties allowed. Safetyism, run amok.
2: That's so precisely accurate. Producer
0: Andrew wrote that. You guys know Andrew. He'll be back on the show soon.
2: I'm
0: going to go back in the time machine. What was happening at the Trump inauguration? As I was there. I remember it. It was a It was a war zone, not the war zone that's happening in D.C. right now where you have 25,000 National Guard troops in Washington. No, they were burning cars and they were doing what would be called as domestic terror. If we're going to use the definition of domestic terror at the Capitol, that would be domestic terror. All of them let off the hook on felony indictments. Zero prison time served. Why? Why did that happen? They were burning cars, looting, rioting. And I'm also going to read a piece from the Washington Post on January 20th, 2017. The campaign to impeach Trump has begun. That's why I want to give at least a momentary honeymoon, metaphorical honeymoon, to President Biden and see what he's going to do, even though he's already signed a bunch of nonsense. Uh, President Biden is exiting the Capitol where he will sign more documents that assuredly will increase freedom and liberty and put America backwards just based on his own public proclamations. So here's a uh, question here that I wanted to get to, and we're going to be taking a lot of your questions here. Freedom at Charlie dot com. Freedom at Charlie dot com. Let's we'll start with this one for you, Isabel. What do you think Joe Biden will handle the socialist Democrats and moderate Democrats? And lastly, do you think that there will be a civil war in the Democrat Party?
2: Civil war is a bit hyperbolic, but I do think we're seeing a great schism within the Democrat Party right now between moderate policies that are more classically liberal Mm -hmm. and this new wave of socialism that's so attractive to new members of the Democrat Party who are leading culturally like the squad, AOC being one of the loudest one of those voices. I certainly think this administration is already steering more in the direction of this new wave of socialism and appeasing that crowd quite a bit. Whereas moderate Democrats and classical liberals don't really have a home within the Democrat Party anymore. So we will see what the next few days and weeks look like with the new agenda of this administration. But when it comes to mass immigration, extreme regulation of the Second Amendment, regulating free speech online and otherwise, as well as other platform initiatives from this administration, we're going down the road of socialism.
0: Unfortunately. And before that, even kleptocratic corporate fascism. Uh, So here's a question from Kyra. Uh, Just curious how you handle the breaking news as someone who's dedicated your life to getting President Trump reelected. That is true. Uh, How do you maintain your composure, for lack of a better word, and stay so positive when you're constantly learning all this crazy information? Um, And I I mean this non-sarcastically. If I did not have my faith, I would be i would I don't know I would be a leftist or something I don't know i mean i would just be angry all the time I don't know how else to word it um I mean, look, when you have a faith that you're made in the image of God and that God you know genesis fifty twenty what might be uh meant for evil will be used for good and that trials and tribulation of persecution is guaranteed of you, yeah, you just kind of have to have a joy to yourself and life is still great. Um, it's going to be a little less great for the politically and patriotically. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, let's just say points of struggle between this new administration and those of us that are believers and conservatives. But um, I don't consider any of that to be an excuse not to have great cheer. Uh, a lot of people are now going to kind of do the doom and gloom thing. And you're like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He just renamed the U.S. ambassador to Israel to the U.S. ambassador to the West Bank and Gaza. Uh, not exactly uh, someone that is within alignment of my worldview. He's signing executive orders on eviction freezes, mask mandates, open borders. What else? What else did he do? I, I We're think. sending
2: the 1776 commission, uh, focusing extremely on climate change. The list is uh, quite let's long. Let's see:
0: uh, halt border wall construction, repeal Trump travel ban, rejoin Paris Climate Accord, revoke permit for Keystone XL. Uh, he probably has a call scheduled with the Ayatollah of Iran tonight to try to say, "Oh, don't don't worry, man." We'll get some money to you soon. I'm half kidding, of course. But look, here's the thing is that there's, I learned this early on in my life. And it's a lesson that I know a lot of people know. It's just, it's needed to be repeated. Uh, there are things that you can affect and that you can impact. And there's the things that you can't. The first thing that you can impact is your attitude. Are you going to have a good attitude on life? Or are you just going to kind of be like a leftist? They're angry than I am. I want to be <laughs> honest with you. The left is more angry about life than I am. It's true. It is. It's very true. And it's it's because I know for am I am I upset and am I sad and of course I am. I also came to terms to that a while ago when I realized the decreasing and diminishing odds of this happened, you know, throughout December and January. But also look, here's here's the reality of it is that the the gift that we have been given, the gift of liberty, allows us to do what we wish with the circumstances in front of you. A lot of you did not wish, vote, support, advocate, knock on doors for what's happening right now. And sometimes you do that and you don't get the way you want it to. And sometimes there's shenanigans and cutting of corners and things that we've covered at great length that all of a sudden you feel as if things were not going to the way that was ethical and was operated with integrity. And so the question is, are you just going to give up? Some people are. Some people are completely and dis- totally disengaging. And they're just saying, you know what? I'm done. Okay, well, that's not me. And I think that we've been given this gift of life. We've been given this gift of our country. And it is my opinion that we have a moral obligation to go forward in this moment uh, with good cheer. And that is what will drive them nuttier than anything else.
2: Oh, the left wants us to give up immediately. They
0: also want us to be angry and miserable because I remember what that was like when I was walking the streets of the inauguration and people were screaming at the sky. And I was like, wow, they're really, really angry and some people <laughs> delighted in all that. We're not going to give them that opportunity because, look, I'm actually an internal optimist that the balance of power will eventually shift back. I agree. And they'll be angry again. They will. On this less than desirable day, d- 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 the Praetorian Guard is what it looks like in some ways
2: we've been half joking that this sort of resembles the hunger games books and movies in the last few days with no spectators very militarized just feels very solemn and dystopian
0: no doubt but let's go back in time if you will what were democrats doing at this moment when i was in dc when trump got signed to office let's go to cut 13 (laughs) So those are the inauguration riots. There's tons of footage we can show there. Um, None of that is happening today, obviously. And those inaugural riots back in 2017, a lot of people arrested, zero people charged. Everyone let off the hook. Every single person. That's how Democrats were reacting to the peaceful transfer of power back in 2017. In addition, um, it seems as if President Biden and Vice President Harris are going to be on their way to the White House soon to go sign a bunch of other stuff that will probably be terrible for our country. Um, Washington Post, January 20th, 2017, at 1019 Mountain Time, which is 20 minutes after Donald Trump took the oath of office, the campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. The organizers behind the campaign, Free Speech for People and Roots Action, are hinging their case on Trump's insistence on maintaining his luxury hotel and golf courses and business. Have they changed anything? Of course not. One of our team members just messaged us. He said, hearing y'all say President Biden is gut-wrenching, to to be honest. You know what? It's gut-wrenching to say it, and we're doing it intentionally. Because it's like cough medicine. You just got to get it over with because it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. True. <laughs> and you just got to face reality at some point. And so I'm not going to be someone. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. It bothered me when I watched cable television and people always just called him Donald Trump, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. And they refused to say President Trump. It always bothered me. Okay. And so that leave it that way. Okay. The impeachment drives drive comes as Democrats and liberal activists are mounting a broad opposition to stymie Trump's agenda. Among the group's organizers of course, the ACLU. Where's the ACLU now saying, hey, why are there 25,000 people enacting checkpoints in Washington, D.C.? Where's the ACLU saying that our civil rights are being violated in Washington? Nowhere. This says, quote, we think that President Trump will be in violation of the Constitution and federal statutes on day one. And we plan a vigorous offense to ensure the worst of the constitutional violations do not occur. Anthony D. Romero Romero, the ACLU's executive director, says.
2: There's some key words in there, too, Charlie. We think that President Trump will yeah. be in violation before of the he Constitution. Did anything. Before he was he being sworn in. I know.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, let's go to here. Uh, let's get to some questions here. Freedom at CharlieKirk.com. Um, Someone says, is it time for a third party? No, I do not believe it's time for a third party. The Democrats would love to see us start a third party at this moment, which will just do nothing more than divide the Republican Party and put us in a minority uh, f- assuredly um, and indefinitely. Let's see here. Um, here's one. Uh This is one for you, Isabel. As a teenage conservative in America, how do we make a difference and keep calm when Democrats mock us for our beliefs? Also, thank you for your due. Turning Point USA has really made a difference in my life.
2: That is the exact playbook of the left is mocking you for your beliefs. The left is going to throw every name in the book at you guys. Racist, white supremacist, now, unfortunately, even radicalized domestic terrorist. But they do that in an intentional effort to get you to back down and stop telling the truth and stop sharing what your values are with your community. We believe that our values are rooted in truth and objective reality. And that's why we share them with people. And truth has a ring to it. You recognize it when you hear it. So that's why the left is so intent on making sure that conservative ideas have absolutely no place, especially in high school and college campus settings. Don't give up. Don't back down. It's really as simple as having conversations with your friends around the lunch table during your guys's lunch break or asking questions of your teachers in class that share your values with the people around you.
0: And make sure you go to Turning Point USA, tpusa.com and get involved with Turning Point USA. Uh, It is your place to do something. If you're a young person, you're like, I'm just disgusted by all this, then do something. Go to tpusa.com, get engaged and get involved uh, in the conservative movement. Let me see here. Um, Here's one. Uh, Hi, I'm from Wisconsin. I've recently been watching on YouTube to get more of a broad spectrum of the political world. I know little of real politics. Thanks for what you do. So I consider myself a journalist at heart and curious, how do you get into that situation? Uh, How does one get into that situation politically? Um, well, look, uh, finding facts is incredibly important. If you want to be a journalist, be unafraid to challenge both sides. What is th- what is the media going to do now?
2: Probably report on some golf trips at Mar-a-Lago. And concern I mean, are themselves they just going re- to
0: <laughs> I mean, wh- I-, I they have all this infrastructure, they have all this staffing, they're not going to use any of it against Biden or Harris. What are they going to do?
2: guess we'll see. Remains to be seen at this point. But for the last four years, all we have heard is this diatribe of Trump did this and Trump said this. And Trump tweeted everything this. every day, all day, and 24 anyone hours associated a day. with
0: him. Anyone in the orbit.
2: Not anymore. It's
0: covered always. So I don't, actually I don't think they're going to stop the focus on it. I think they're going to say today, Donald Trump. He he golfed a six on a par four <laughs> today, Donald Trump drank four diet cokes on the golf course <laughs> that's that's what's going to Washington Post is going to be probably meanwhile Joe Biden will be in China just giving away our country and they'll say democracy dies in darkness right okay thank you Washington Post I, I, I got that part <laughs> um, and actually their ratings and their viewership are going to go down because people are just going to get sick of reading press releases that they could very well get from the White House website okay let's get here Here's one. Uh, This is the first time in my life I felt like our great American flag should be flying at half mass uh, for many obvious reasons. However, I'm afraid that I could be arrested just for asking that, let alone doing that. What is the law? What are my rights? I just discovered your show and you give me a sliver of hope. Good. We hope to give you hope. So look, uh, you're not going to get arrested for uh, expressing a different opinion yet. Um, So don't worry about that. But Uh, to be very honest, no one should, especially some of the people in the comments, I want to reiterate I said, should be invoking violence or should be saying, we're going to civil war. I mean, we've been very outspoken against that. We're going to continue to be. And that stuff is complete and total nonsense and stop it. Um, and so, but yeah, just your, your, your rights are fine. As long as you speak, you know, well, within that, those parameters, um, you have the right to speak your mind and let your voice be heard. Okay. Let's go to this question here. Um, here's one for you, Isabel. I'm 15 years old from Colorado, and I go to Regis Jesuit High School. How can I start a Turning Point USA chapter? I hate seeing our country uh, being turned into a socialist and unconstitutional country. Do you know that school?
2: I do. Fun fact, I went to Mullen High School, which was the rival high school to Regis Jesuit, but we'll accept you. It's fine. Uh, We are really excited about starting more high school chapters this year. That's one of the biggest goals that we have at Turning Point USA from our field program. And the easiest way for you guys to figure out the best steps to take moving forward is to go to tpusa.com slash get involved. Very simple to remember.
0: tpusa.com slash get involved. And yes, we are going to give out some hope. We will never give out hopium. And I just want to say, if you were a consumer of hopium these last couple months, uh, you're actually not Um, you're not the problem. The problem is the people that spread it and the people that have uh, really quite honestly made a career now of publishing things that are pathologically untrue, that are completely and totally untrue in every way, shape, or form. Now, what is hopium? Hopium is something written that feels good but does bad and is not rooted in reality. Stuff like, Donald Trump's going to save four more years on Wednesday because he's going to declare martial law. Tried to tell people that wasn't going to happen. We got lots of angry emails and lots of angry people up in my face. And I was like, Donald Trump's not in Texas. Yes, he is. No, I could tell you, factually, Donald Trump's not in Texas. Mike Pence is not in Guantanamo time and obey. Yes, he I mean, the amount of disinformation, and I don't use that word lightly because that's like a leftist word, that was being sent and believed by people on the right is stunning. So just do me a favor. Just first of all, God says, pray for wisdom before you read something. So James 1.5, God will give it generously. And then also, if we're not talking about it on this multi-hour program, and if you email us about it, we'll look at it, there might be a reason we're not talking about it, because it might not be true, okay? Because there's other channels and there's other people out there that are just saying things for clicks, no different than CNN says stuff that are clicks that is just completely and totally the opposite of the truth. Okay, so we're going to, I feel more liberated to talk about hopium now that every single one of those predictions has been wrong. Every single one of them. Those message boards have done such damage to our country. OK, Arizona voter fraud. Where did you see the news about the Arizona announcement to release voter fraud evidence?
2: Yeah. So this was from a press release that was released from the Senate president of the state legislature here in Arizona. We received the information from a Telegram channel, but it's publicly available as a press release mm-hmm. as well.
0: That's right. It's publicly available in Arizona. OK, uh, let's go to this one. Um here, a question we're getting a lot at freedom at charliekirk.com is why did Trump let this happen? Trump didn't have the power to – I mean he didn't have – the Marshall Law Insurrection Act, who, who, whoever is telling you this stuff is just lying to you. OK, yeah, he has the power to sign the Insurrection Act. He does not have the power to delay a transition after the Congress of the United States has certified. That's why we were focused on the certification. That's why we were focused on the process behind it. And that's why we were focused on the grievances surrounding it. That's why we were really focused on it. And just a lot of people in the last couple of weeks, I think, were, uh, were really, really uh, deceived. OK, here's one family issues. Charlie, my mom is a leftist who called me a terrorist for boycotting Biden's inauguration. What should we do if we're having family problems like this?
2: You're not alone, you guys. This is such a common theme right now in 2021, and it's heartbreaking to me that families are being torn apart over this stuff. Uh, A lot of members of my extended family and I disagree on everything politically, but we've made it a priority to remember that we love each other unconditionally. First and foremost is family and then politics can come into play after that. So maybe try to sit down and have conversations with family members if that's important to you and that Mm -hmm. relationship is really important to you. But don't buy into this narrative from the left that you have to hate each other and call each other the worst names in the book when you're related even just because of political disagreement.
0: That's right, and never retaliate is my other uh, kind of advice to you. You're going to get called awful names. You're going to be called all these terrible things. Just take it in stride, and uh, you know we get called the worst things in the world here, and we just try to be, you know, a show of positivity. We're gonna, we're gonna be happier than you are. That I could tell you. Andrew Breitbart told us this that we are, we're now just going to be the party of positivity and joy and optimism, and that they can never steal from us. They could take a lot. But that they'll never steal from us. Okay. Um, I want to go to some sound here or some questions. Let's see what we have here. Um, What's that latest one that Andrew sent us?
2: We're hearing from a Washington Post columnist that Fox News needs to be blacklisted as we blacklist foreign terrorist groups. Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Yep, that language is continuing. Um, Okay, here's a really interesting question from Neil from the United Kingdom. And by the way, if I select your question and you show you're subscribed to the Charlie Kirk Show podcast, you get a signed copy of our book. Okay. Hi, Charlie. Watching from the United Kingdom, a sad day. I agree. But don't be sad. There's a difference between a sad day and allowing yourself to be sad. Big difference. Okay. Why should any Bible-believing Christian ever think of backing the Biden administration? Thanks for all you do to stand for truth. Um, no Bible-believing Christian should back the Biden administration and what they're saying they're going to do. I have found it very interesting, though, how and Isabel, I want your take on this. You know, we're both Christians. How often they were mentioning Scripture and saying God in this inauguration
2: frequently. And I was very surprised they opened many of the events with a prayer this morning that everybody seemed to be participating in. And scriptural language was used throughout the speech. But even when you visit the Biden-Harris campaign website and you see the 40- nine. Yes, there are 49 different policy proposals that they've put forward. Many of them center around Christianity and faith. They have a Biden plan for Catholics in America and a Biden plan for evangelical Christians in America. As a Christian, I'm terrified to see what that plan might look like as it unfolds, because it's not based in biblical reality whatsoever or in what we know in the scriptures. But they definitely are trying to put forward at least the image of being rooted in Christian teaching and the faith.
0: Yeah. And so, look, if you believe in the teachings of the Bible and what the Bible says about setting up civil government, where rights come from, your existence, uh, you should not believe in or support uh, the agenda of the Biden administration. Let's just start with one very simple issue. This administration is going to be one of the most pro-abortion administrations in American history. Let's just stop there. It says very clearly that life begins in the womb, in the scriptures. I knew you before you were in the womb. It says that um, I believe that either Mary or the mother of John the Baptist, um, I, that he was jumping for joy in the womb, uh, mm-hmm. showing that it was a person that was jumping. Um, and there are many other examples of that throughout scripture, and so... Anyone who is a Bible-believing Christian supporting the Biden administration, you should pray for the Biden administration. And I say this non-sarcastically. I actually said a prayer this morning. I pray that Joe Biden does not royally screw up this beautiful gift we've been given. I said that. And as we look at this, this incredibly just dark appearance of this National Guard entourage. Have you ever seen anything like this?
2: I've never seen anything like this in America. Man.
0: I mean, I want to say that's a little bit of an overreaction. I get it. The Capitol was stormed and there was a tragedy around that. I get that. But to have all of a sudden that show of force, yeah. could you imagine if Trump ever deployed for anything other than an inauguration?
2: No, we would be oh called a third world Fascists. country. Fascists. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's exactly right. That's right. Uh, email us your questions. Uh, freedom at charliekirk.com. Here's one. Um, will Biden be impeached this year? No, he will not. So that is not going to happen. Um, He might leave office this year, but I don't know if he'll be impeached. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Let's get to some more questions here. Um, Someone says, uh, what are your – what are what are your thoughts on the Republican nominee for 2024? Way too early to worry about that. Okay, let's just first worry about keeping people focused on either 2022 local state races. There's gonna be plenty of opportunities popping up. Okay, with Florida being a deep red state, Ohio being a deep red state, and Arizona and Georgia that got to get back in the Republican category, we're gonna have a lot of opportunities coming up in 2022. Even before we worry about what nominee for 2024. Way too early. Okay, let's go here. Um so yeah let's uh, let's talk about this third party. Can you start with this, Isabel? A lot of people are asking us about whether or not we should start a third party.
2: While we are seeing a really clear ideological divide in both political parties, I would say, we touched on Mm -hmm. that with the left a minute ago with socialism versus classical liberalism. I think we're also seeing that within the Republican Party between New Age conservatism, as I call it, and establishment republicanism. The left is not going to officially fracture, even Mm -hmm. if they're having these ideological debates and divides. Even if you have people as dramatically different as Tulsi Gabbard and AOC running for the same party, they understand that a cohesive unit is the most important thing to remain in power in Washington, D.C. and around the country. I don't think we should abandon that playbook for the same reasons that you've said, Charlie, because that would ultimately just completely decimate a unified conservative voice in our country, at least at this point in our history in the United States of America. And if we want to have a fighting chance to beat the left at their own game, we have to be a united front.
0: The Federalist has a very funny story (laughs) out uh, that says the following. Washington, D.C. press rings in Biden inauguration with excitement of four-year vacation. It's true. They are just going to cash it in. They worked very hard the last four years. I'm not one to compliment them, but they worked their tail off doing everything they possibly could to destroy Trump from every single way, shape, or form imaginable. Um, here is one here. Uh, let's see at freedomatcharliekirk.com. Hey, Charlie, from California, I watch you all the time and plan to watch you on Thursday. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I will be at Jack Hibbs Church, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, tomorrow evening, starting at 7 p.m., and we'll be streaming it live on our YouTube channel as well, where I will go piece by piece of what exactly are we going to be confronted with um, as conservatives and Christians, what we can do about it, what does success look like, all those sorts of things. Okay, Um, I'm in high school well, you should get involved with Turning Point USA. And I really want to go to the military. But now that Biden is president, it's very concerning that I could get deployed away at his interest. Do you have a comment on this? If so, is it smart? Should I go to I don't want to go to some fancy college. Please advise. And thank you. You're um, you're very encouraging. OK, re- rem- remember, when you're in the military, you will not be serving Joe Biden. You'll be serving the United States of America. And so if you feel called to serve our country, uh, please go do that. Um And we need we need good, ethical, strong people to join the United States military.
2: There are less than one percent of Americans who enlist in the military. And I think that's so important to Mm -hmm. remember. It's such a special call to action that very few people have. So if you feel compelled to serve our country, more power to you. We're supporting you. And I think that's an amazing call for your life.
0: That's right. Uh, Let's go here Uh, from Holden. He says, uh, does it give you any hope that Biden is a faithful man, and that might help guide him, make the right decisions. It's interesting to me because we've heard how religious he is, yet he supports abortion and all these anti-Christian ideas. So look, I do believe in the God of the Bible. I believe in the God that split the Red Sea, that raised Jesus from the dead, where you can hang out in the midst of a whale, calm the storming sea, heal the sick, cure the blind. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit could work miraculously through Joe Biden, and maybe he'll reverse on all of it. Do I think it's unlikely? Of course I do. I think it's unlikely. And so – but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be prayerful. That maybe in a moment of spirit-led intervention, the spirit will lead Joe Biden to actually stand up against these aggressive, terrible uh, policies and forces all within the Democrat Party and within the United States government. Um It's also a good time to remind you that Biden was fairly anti-abortion for his 47-year career until he started losing primaries and he switched his position on the Hyde Amendment.
2: That's true of many policy issues, too, not just abortion. We've sort of seen a wishy-washy set of ideals and values from now President Biden throughout his career in Washington Mm -hmm. based on whatever was politically expedient. But, you know, as Christians, we believe if God can turn Saul into Paul, a literal individual (laughs) who committed genocide against Christians to one of the greatest voices for God on earth, anything's possible. So we'll keep praying.
0: That's right. Um, Let's see here. Uh, A lot of people in the chat are saying they're not going to vote in 2022. Um, Well, why? Do you live in Florida? Do you think Florida was stolen? You probably don't. Do you think Ohio was? You probably don't. The point is that not every single state had shenanigans and tomfoolery. And by the way, if you're going to say you're not going to vote ever again, then I, I encourage you to leave the country. Because we're going to need every person on deck, on board, trying to fix the system, trying to register voters, trying to be poll watchers, trying to encourage signature verification. I get all of that, okay? I dedicated six weeks of programming to all of that. But if you are allowing yourself to fall prey to this this tempting, I'm going to give up, I'm not going to vote, it's going to be my protest, then just go to Belgium, okay? You get universal basic income. They ride bikes all the time. And you don't have to take responsibility for your life. You can can go to Copenhagen. You can go to Amsterdam. There's entire cities built around this idea, this idea of just I'm going to be this free spirit of no responsibility. We're Americans, okay? You don't complain. You take responsibility for your life. You apply yourself. This kind of pseudo-European, like, I'm going to protest all the time by not voting. Like, okay, you sound like a leftist.
2: Leave. Yeah, voting in America is a right, but it's also a responsibility. That's right. You have an opportunity as an individual to effectuate change in this country. If we start today registering millions of new Republican Party voters, 2022 is going to look dramatically different from what we're saying here today.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And so if we apply ourselves, there's more decent Americans than indecent. There's more Americans that want order instead of chaos. I encourage you to do that. Okay, this is from Brennan. Hey, Charlie, I'm a board member of a Turning Point USA chapter in the West region. Awesome. Everyone should start a Turning Point USA group at tpusa.com slash get involved. Yesterday, three Democrat clubs formed a document asking our university to kick our chapter off campus. Do you see what these kids are dealing with? We have your back. Uh, What advice uh, can you give to this fight, uh, fight the censorship on my campus and to fight against silencing of conservative ideas?
2: Well, a lot of it hinges on what kind of school you go to when it comes to the power that you have to fight back. We always encourage individuals, if it comes down to it, sue your school. If they're fighting you on your First Amendment rights to freedom of speech and assembly, you have power in that realm to stand up for yourself and your club in particular. We've been very successful with other Turning Point USA chapters who've been denied fighting back on First Amendment violation grounds, and we've gotten many, many of those decisions reversed across the country. In the meantime, it's not necessarily out of the question to get your parents involved, especially at the high school level. There seems to be this taboo idea that getting your parents involved in the conversation is the worst thing you can do. It's like standing up to the bully. That's right. Mom, don't, don't say anything. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to fight back. But your parents have a lot more cards than you realize at the high school level. And
0: I'm not going to compare voting to the, um, to the great I'm – just, I'm just reading some of these emails of people. That I'm never going to vote again. I'm never going to vote again. Okay. So what you're doing then by saying you're never going to vote again, never going to get involved again, you are basically saying all the hundreds of thousands of people that have sacrificed for our country, that it meant nothing. What do you think – do you think that they when they stormed Normandy Beach when 9,000 people were killed – in the Omaha sector, 9,000 people. Do you think that they were saying, hmm, I'm going to weigh my odds? Of course they were scared to death. Of course they were. That's the whole point. And that was, i was incredible heroism. And why did they do that? They did that to save the country so we can live freely. That's why. And all of Europe can live freely so that they can go be apathetic. They gave Europe the freedom for that, which was a moral thing to do up against the nationalist, socialist workers revolution. And so, I understand the depression that is setting in. I understand the sadness. Here's the way that we're coping with it. We are now being intentional about our positivity, about being joyful, about action, about impacting people, about persuasion. We're going to start back on a campus tour. We're going to start more Turning Point USA chapters. I'm speaking at Calvary Chapel uh, Chino Hills tomorrow night at one of the largest churches in the country, my good friend Jack Hibbs, for this exact reason. Because if we all of a sudden take a complacent, I want to feel sorry for myself posture, and I get that. That takes 10 minutes, okay? Then snap out of it and realize we live in a great country where so many people sacrifice, the greatest country. What am I going to do about it? Because the endless pity party is exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere does it say that you should just feel sorry for yourself endlessly. In fact, it says the opposite. It's like when you're undergoing persecution, you should celebrate. You should throw in a party party. What? It's the opposite of what you think you would do.
2: (laughs) It is. And there is so much to still celebrate, you guys. Don't forget, today we woke up in the greatest country in the history of the world. We enjoy freedoms that the rest of the world literally dies for because we are a unique situation in the world and in human history. And we're not going to let that go just because of one election from one president. We have faced extreme trials and tribulations in the past. I believe that we can continue persevering through additional trial and tribulation in the future. But that does involve an active attitude from our citizens. You have to get involved in the process. You have to vote. You have to make sure that you help register other people to vote and make sure they're participating in the process. Our democratic republic only survives and only thrives if we all take on that active attitude.
0: That's exactly right. And so the, and if any of you lack wisdom, just James 1.5 of my favorite verses of the Bible, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And this is one thing I don't, is voting like that big of an inconvenience? Like I'm never going to vote again. Let, let's pretend all your votes get thrown out and someone just shreds them afterwards. But what if they don't? You can't say that 100%. It's like that big of an inconvenience. To go and just put a paper ballot through. I, of course, we're going to fix the process and all this. But this idea of I'm never going to vote again, it's just it's a tool by leftists to try to get you to stop showing up so they control the process endlessly. You can't beat them. Convince them not to show up. Exactly. All right. Let's get to another question here. Um, let's see. We got a lot of people that want to get involved with Turning Point USA. It's tpusa.com slash get involved. Also, some of you are asking, how can I support this program? Thank you for asking that. It's charliekirk.com slash support. Uh, any support you give uh, helps us with the production team, helps us with uh, just putting this program on, the clipping, the research, all of it. charliekirk.com slash support. No sob stories here on The Charlie Kirk Show. Just honesty. Okay, let's see here. Um, I want to start a Turning Point USA club at my school, but I feel it will jeopardize my likelihood of getting accepted into college, which is a path I need to take.
2: I hear a lot of that these days, Charlie. I've gotten that exact sentiment almost 100 times maybe this week mm-hmm. in my DMs and in comments. I understand, you guys. That's terrifying. And the world that we're living in is so animosity-based towards conservatives yeah, so that animus, it can yeah. be very, very frustrating to decide whether or not to step out into the public space. Chances are, though, if a school is going to reject you just because you're an outspoken conservative, you don't want to go there in the first place. Trust me, it will be a miserable experience and the right thing will happen at the end of the day. Everything that's supposed to happen will come to be.
0: Amen. Here's the verse I love. Consider it pure joys, my brothers and sisters, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. What is that? What is the verse saying? The verse is saying the more you go through, the stronger you're going to be and the better person you're going to be. If any of you lack wisdom, you should just ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Ooh, that's important. Mm -hmm. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower. The people in power will pass away. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. It blossoms, falls, and the beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away and while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Hmm. It's awesome.
2: Powerful words today.
0: That's that's what it's all about. Trials, temptations. And look, some of you are being tempted right now. You're like, no, I'm not. I'm just watching a live stream. You're being tempted (laughs) to feel sorry for yourself, to say, I'm just going to get in a state of depression. When tempted, no one should say, quote, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil. God is never tempting you. It's It's from the enemy. Nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when is full grown, gives birth to death. So do not be deceived. Wow, what a great message right now. My dear brothers and sisters, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. It's perfect. He chooses to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Hmm. That's the message for today. James 1. And if you guys think you're going through a lot, go read what the early Christians were going through. Okay. That was persecution. I pray that never comes to our country, but uh, that's something that, you know, comes. Okay. Let's go here. Uh, Hi, Charlie. Do you have any suggestions on how to combat disinformation without undermining free speech? Yes. You want to know why all these message boards became so popular? It's because you stopped allowing them to post their nonsense on Facebook and Twitter. And some people say, well, that just allowed it to go more vile. You know what it didn't allow? It didn't allow people like me to comment and say, this is not true. When it's in the, when it's in the, when it's in the under earth, the inner earth core of the internet on some form of 8chan message board, seeing Donald Trump's actually, like I just got this email, Donald Trump's actually president. Joe Biden didn't get sworn in. Like, okay, will this ever reach a moment of just logical common sense breaking? The point is that more speech is always better. The way that you fight disinformation is you allow more voices to cross-examine it and better ideas to be shared.
2: And that's the same way you fight evil, too. We've always said on college campuses, why is the left so terrified of us saying anything if our ideas were so bad? Wouldn't they want us to say them? Wouldn't they want to prove them wrong? Because debate and discussion is always how you root out what is truth and what is a lie.
0: Amen. Uh, Here's Isaac. Uh, Hi, Charlie. I'll be a first-time voter in 2022. My family's in the process of moving towards somewhere other than California. Good because it's getting terrible here. My question is, what type of people should I be looking to support?
2: People who tell the truth, even when it's not politically expedient for them. Politicians as a general rule of thumb in human history, have sort of blown with the wind to use some of the language from the scripture that we just read. They embrace attitudes, ideas and opinions based on whether or not they think it can help them. Don't look for a politician, look for a public servant, someone who is willing to fight back against lies, against disinformation, against ideas that are going to help our society crumble and look for someone who's willing to fight that with truth.
0: I don't like being nauseous. Obviously, it's very uncomfortable. You can't focus, and it ruins an otherwise fun time. That's why I'm excited about our new partner, Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraine, hangover, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. This product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects. How it works is Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls the nausea. Relief Band is the only over the counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. A lot of people I know have used Relief Band. It's something that I've heard great things about, quite honestly. So check it out. This year, ensure nausea is never the reason to miss out on important events. Go to reliefband.com, use the promo code Kirk for 20% off. R E L I E F B A N D.com, use the promo code Kirk for 20% off. And I can tell you, people really like it. It's just for the Charlie Kirk Show listeners. Reliefband.com, promo code Kirk. Amen. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Hi, Charlie. It's a devout Catholic. The way the media has been using Biden's faith Uh, as a Catholic is disgusting. My liberal parents continually bring this up and I always respond that it doesn't matter because he doesn't act like it. It is crazy how the media praises Biden's faith, but as screaming separation of church and state uh, when ACB was confirmed. However, God gave me some hope and shed light on the situation. Good. When I was at mass this morning. Terrific. Jesus showed in the gospel that God made the laws for man not to create or change laws. All I could think of is how ironic it was that Biden had to listen to this gospel on his uh, inauguration day. It's Awesome. I do have hope that we will be able to flip the house in 2022 if we keep unapologetically spreading the truth. Thank you for your great faith. I'm going to send you a copy of our book because you did everything the right way. Uh, You subscribed to the uh, Charlie Kirk show. Therefore, you get a copy of the MAGA Doctrine. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Let's go to Tiffany. Uh, Hi, Charlie. I used to be a leftist. Welcome.
2: We have a lot more fun here. (laughs) More fulfilling
0: life, I can honestly say. Um, I grew up in a very left-wing community. Uh, But just about two years ago, Jesus came into my life and saved me with the truth. Awesome. I majored in journalism in my undergrad, and I've been a bit reserved to find a quality journalism job because our media has spread so many lies. My question to you, how does a Holy Spirit-filled journalist come into the truth uh, industry in an era of untruth? That's such a good question. Wow. I'm going to send you a book. Um, And that's just such a good way to put it. Look, so my opinion is for you. Um, I would go find a church— that um, has a sizable – you know, si- just that they're, si- they're sizable in nature um, and either help them with public relations or help them with their own internal newspaper or local community newspaper. A lot of churches have these, um, especially a church that is Bible-based and that teaches conservative principles. Um, that's where I would go if I were you. Uh so I would try to go find a church and just say hey, I'm a Holy Spirit filled former leftist, you know, journalist uh degree. I would like to do that. I know a lot of churches are looking for people like that right now. Uh thank you for your question. Um let's get to one here. I'm 14 and I don't know the direction this country is going in. What are your thoughts on this? Also my mom believes that Trump will be inaugurated on March 4th because this is quote the new declaration of independence and that George Bush will Okay, so I do not believe this. Okay, tr- Trump is not getting inaugurated on March 4th, okay? Um that is hopium, that is that is a tool of the enemy, okay? It's not happening. So I I I actually thought some of this hopium stuff would end today. It's only intensifying.
2: I did, especially as we streamed the new president of the United States being literally inaugurated and signing executive orders. Signing now, executive they're orders. changing
0: Twitter accounts. They're ch- like it's happening, okay? It's it's, it's happened. It's done. It's yeah, done. It's, done. Yeah. It's, it's over. Um Concerned about the direction the country is going in, you should be. But do what you act with what you want to see the country become.
2: Mm, I like that.
0: So you want to see the country become a more decent and civil place than act. I I always love these leftists. They're like Trump is so decent. You're a terrible person. I hate you so much. I'm going (laughs) to slander you. Like okay, then why aren't you embodying that? Like if Trump (laughs) is such a bad person, why are you so angry all the time? (laughs) And this is going to be the greatest test. I was happy four years ago when Trump got sworn in. I'm happy today. I'm not happy about the circumstance. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. But there's also more to my life and more to your life than just this. And we will persevere with good cheer and with will, with our will will not be broken and with perseverance. And Pete, you might say, well, where do I get that from? Quite honestly, you can only get that through a relationship with Jesus Christ with a connection to a higher power. That's where you get it from. Changes your life. Some people are emailing us saying that they don't agree with that, but that's okay. Okay, here we go. Um, So, Charlie, I just don't get it. You can help with this one, Isabel. How can so many people on social media be happy, positive, proud and excited about the upcoming Biden-Harris administration? Don't they understand what is coming and what's at stake? Don't they know the history? Can they not see? Where is the disconnect between the left and conservatives? What message are these people receiving that makes them feel so at ease and, and not worried about the upcoming years? A lot of questions like that.
2: That's actually biblical, this idea of can they not see? Yes, they can't see. They literally have no understanding of what is reality and truth because they've believed so strongly in what authority figures in culture are telling them is the truth and what is right and just, not what is reality. So, yes, we know that they cannot see. And that's part of the problem. And part of what we do, for lack of a better term, as the CNN buzzword has been, as conservative influencers, we're trying to help people understand what truth actually is and what we believe believe in. The left believes so strongly with every fiber of their being that conservatives actually are these evil, radical people that That's all participated right. in the behavior of January 6th at the United States Capitol. Many of them actually believe that. Prove them wrong. Get out there. Get That's involved right. in a Turning Point USA chapter. Tell the truth.
0: That's right. And show them who your what your heart is and show them who, they actually, who you actually are. Um, here's a good question, and I want you to answer it too. What has been your best thing that has helped you develop your relationship with God? The younger generation that I am a part of is slowly further, farther, far away from religion and closer to the anti-moral way of life. You're gonna, you're gonna be surprised by my answer. My relationship with God has gotten better. The worst things have ha- the, wor- the worst things I have to go through.
2: I agree. That's exactly the answer I would have given.
0: And so you grow, you get, you get in a more personal relationship with your Creator. The more awful things happen, maybe that's what God's up, maybe that's what God's up to to work in here. Maybe. Maybe He's like. I want people to come back to me, man. And you guys had four years of a fighter. And yeah, he said stuff that was whatever. But he protected the unborn. He stood with Israel. Yep. He secured the borders. And he's like, you got to come run back to me. Maybe that's what Genesis 50, 20. What you meant for bad. God meant for good. Mm-hmm. I love that. OK, um, let's go to some questions. Hello from Chicago. Hi. Um, sh- we have seen some horrible... How horrible the media has treated President Trump the last four years. I'm generally curious what the mainstream media is going to talk about with Biden's in office. We were joking about this. Um, do you even think that Trump will be a topic of discussion? Oh, he'll be a to- Every new show will still mention Trump. In fact, I want to let's, – let's, let's, let's see this, guys. I want to have a I – I want someone to – He would be a fun project for either Breitbart or Daily Caller. Watch, Just transcribe CNN <laughs> and find the first show that does not mention Trump and mark that date. And then find the first day – that would be a really fun project, right?
2: I like that idea. I don't think that
0: day's going to come for a very, very long time. Agreed. And they are not going to stop. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, Hello. My name is Chloe. I'm 14, homeschooled, live in uh, Ohio. What would you say to the people who are saying Trump is a traitor because he didn't enact the Insurrection Act? Love your show. Can't wait till I'm older uh, to run things uh, and change America for the better. Good attitude. Love
2: that. (laughs) Love that.
0: And all the older folks watching, you have a moral obligation to Chloe to do everything you possibly can and to be of hope and of good cheer. And uh, yeah. Okay. So um, Trump is not a traitor to the country. Okay. Cut this nonsense out. Okay. And people on the right are now saying this. I know. Now the right and the left can agree on something. It's nonsense. Stop reading the message boards. Whatever that, whatever that is, stop it. Okay? If it
2: sounds like a leftist argument, chances are it's not a true patriot or conservative posting stuff like that, you guys.
0: Yes. Um, and so here's where you young people have a moral obligation. If you have an older person in your life that is saying that I don't want to vote, you need to say, no, no, it's my generation. You have to go vote. OK, here's Liliana. Next year, I'll be joining a turning point chapter at the college I'll be attending. Awesome. Yay. The fight is not over. Not even close. Metaphorical fight. Yes. I often hear from my parents and close family that they do not ever want to vote again. As you mentioned, I've told them a million times that it's an awful idea. How do I encourage them to stay in the fight? Again, it's a, voting is not like driving from Albuquerque to Boston, okay? I'm not asking you to take a road trip, okay? <laughs> I'm asking you to show – again, it's not like there's voting anytime soon. But we're going we're gonna to fix the system like Florida has, okay? We're going to be reform-minded. But I love the way that people frame this as if it's some sort of immense burden. Like it's it's as if it's something so incredibly, you know, out of control. And it looks like Biden deleted something from some website.
2: We're already seeing the Biden administration deleting the Web page for the 1776 commission from the White House website.
0: Cannot say that I am overly surprised. Okay, about that. Um, Here's a question. Uh, It's a little bit condensed. Basically, Isabel, they're asking, why is there so much hatred from the left?
2: The left is rooted in hatred. They That's say right. that they're rooted in acceptance left, not and tolerance. Liberals. Correct. Not liberals. I, there's a very clear distinction between classically liberal ideas and leftist ideas. And we've broken that down mm-hmm. several times. I would encourage you guys to go back and watch old episodes to get a good breakdown on that but despite the facade that the left is rooted in acceptance of all people love Trump's hate and everyone's welcome here they are truly rooted in hatred for other people and that's very clearly delineated from this idea that they have to separate every group into their own identity no longer are we just considered Americans no matter who you are and what your identities are you're a white American you're a black American you're an Asian American you're an LGBTQ plus American you're an indigenous American and they're so intentional about that separation, because they don't want acceptance of all people; they want to isolate you into whatever your individual identity is.
0: That's right. It's a, that's well said. And look, the left—they don't build; they tear down. And that's why the left is not going to be of good cheer. They are going to be—they're all of a sudden realize we're in charge, and we're still angry. Here's a good question, and I don't mean to make light of this question, but uh, just the email provider that I'm using has these re- recommended responses, <laughs> and they're—they're they're, they're not funny, but they are okay. Hi, Charlie. I'm a 15 year old conservative from Indiana. I'm scared for the future of America. Do you think that there will be persecution for all of us Christians? If so, how do you think we'll be persecuted? God bless you and you at TPUSA. So the three suggestions are, yes, we are. Haven't heard anything yet. And yes, <laughs> to whether or not we're being persecuted. <laughs> so well, I will, I will I respond with, I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. No, I mean, look, yeah, of course persecution's coming. Of course, embrace it. Don't be scared. We're, we're guaranteed that. And look, the moment of being... Left alone, and it's a Christian country. It's all done. It's over. Okay, chapter's done. So now you can either you can embrace this in one of two ways: you can complain about it or do something about it. There will be opposition. There will be retaliation. And I'm going to be in the category in the camp of, hey, this is what we're built for. This is what we're made for. These are the time. Would you would you want to be like alive in the 1980s when everything was wonderful and they ended up screwing everything up? Like no, like this is the time when things get really tough, and that's when we find out what people are really made out of
2: it's our call to action time and Allie Stuckey said it best at our SAS conference just a few weeks ago at this point dang it feels like it's been a year <laughs> since the end of December she said maybe we are living in this time because we were made for such a time as this maybe we were made to be fighters to stand mm-hmm. up for what we believe in to share the gospel and truth with people even in the midst of extreme opposition like the world has never seen before we embrace persecution because we know that this world is not our home in this world we are going to be hated and reviled by individuals yes. who treat this world as their home because we weren't meant to be here forever.
0: Amen. Um, this is Bl- this is Blaine who listens. He's our Wyoming Buddhist friend. Um, he, and thank you for watching. Uh, he says, I also agree we should be happy and not focus on the negatives. Now, mind you, being happy and being of good cheer are two different things. I'm sad about today, okay? Trust me. I'm saddened. But I'm now making the conscious choice, thanks to my faith, my wonderful gratitude for this country to say I'm not going to allow my sadness to monopolize me um he see he, this is what basically the essence is uh Biden might be a very good president which I hope he's skeptical um, he could also put America last and focus on foreign issues uh basically he's saying we should give Biden a chance I, I, that's how I started it today I mean he's not off to a very good start he just started to sign a bunch of documents that are against everything are you know good for our country but I do understand the spirit of that uh thank you I, I appreciate that freedom at charliekirk.com. Uh, Let's get to um, Natasha. I was wondering if you have any thoughts on what will happen to Florida. I have a plan move to Florida over the summer. I'm fearful become a left-leaning state. Um, I actually think that's going to become more conservative. I'm a Florida resident. Um, I fled Illinois to go to Florida. I voted in Florida. And um, I I can say that I don't think Florida is going to go to the left anytime soon.
2: Oh, I agree with that. And a lot of that had to do with the active attitude that we talked about earlier, Charlie, between... The time when Florida was really considered a purple state, almost 50-50 Democrat-Republican, the Republican Party went to work several years ago before the 2016 election, and then even more so afterwards, registering millions of Republican voters. They understood what it meant to knock door to door to door, to make phone calls, to connect with people, and most importantly, to get them to show up to vote. Do not embrace apathy. Apathy is what breeds the attitude of this country that we're seeing right now. If we show up really, really hard over the next few years, 2022 is going to look pretty Great. So
0: apathy is anti-biblical. It's against the teachings of Jesus. I'll prove it to you. The parable of the talents. The parable of the talents is very simple. You have a master with three servants. Each servant gets a different a distributed amount. Uh, like let's just they call it a talent, like five talents, five talents, five talents. Every servant distributed those talents differently. One servant put their talents underneath a rock and did nothing with it. One of them multiplied it slightly and one generously. The master comes back and praises the person who did massive multiplication, says, eh, OK, the person that did modest and condemns harshly the person that did nothing with what was given to them. What are you doing with the gifts that God has given to you? Are you just going to kind of roll over and say it's over? I'm going to retreat to the hills and I'm going to become a prepper, which is all fine, I guess. Like I'm going to go buy walkie talkies <laughs> and gold and, you know, silver and rations, which, again, fine, whatever. I guess that's I'm, I'm not against that stuff. I think some of them support our show. Um, and that's fine. But is, if that's, if that's going to dominate your life, that is a defensive, cowardly posture, right? Go forth into the world with good spirit, with good cheer, and, if, and really be the change that you want to see happen in the world. Okay, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, please speak to this. Where is all this in- misinformation coming from? A pop- popular theory was Q. Uh, so was this created from the left? Uh, was the strategy to destroy the morale? I don't know. Um, all I know is this. Is that um, how do we avoid this in the future? I believe it set us back, caused many on the right to not get involved because they thought everything was taken care of by Trump and the military. How do we avoid this? Um, it's a great question, Cameron. Don't believe insane stuff. Like if I'm, I, I, if people like me, Allie B Stuckey, Candace Owens, if we're not talking about it, it's probably because it's not true. I mean, some of this stuff was so wacky and so wild. Like the military's going to intervene. I, 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 come on, guys. That's not. That's not even close to being true. And then I tried. I came under huge heat from some of our watchers and our viewers when I started to push back against this stuff. And they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, I, I, and you do? I mean, I mean, what sources do you have? And so I'm going to say this as lovingly as I can. Just take a step back and stop reading those message boards. Check your sources. Listen to podcasts that go – Have we have whole research teams, okay? I have a research platoon over there that does an unbelievable job and they do nothing but research and vet and check and they make phone calls and they talk to senators and they talk to people and they they do their job. And so it's not just me where I'm just kind of flying as a singular air traffic controller trying to call shots here. Like no, we have a whole we have a whole team here that goes through there. Okay, here's a question for Isabel. Basically it's a Turning Point USA question. So like, how do I get involved on a Christian campus, a sane amount of liberal bias on so and so
2: forth? Yeah, we need Turning Point USA chapters everywhere, you guys. We are working very hard with our field team at TPUSA to create a lot of new high school chapters. That's our primary goal this year. But anywhere that you might go to school, even if you're homeschooled, we have many different homeschool groups as well. It's so easy to start a Turning Point USA chapter and embrace a call to leadership in your community. Just go to tpusa.com slash get involved.
0: Amen. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Let's go to um, here. Hey, Charlie, thank you so much. Uh, for your hard work for liberty and cr- Christian and conservative principles. I appreciate you both. You have brightened many of my days. Thank you. That's, that's a great blessing to hear. As a 30-something working professional, um, I am trying to find where I fit in when it comes to plugging into the fight ahead. I know Turning Point USA is for college-age students, and I'm hoping and praying that you expand to 30- and 40-year-olds out there and have significant impact. Thanks for all you do. We're thinking about that through a uh, alumni network, so you can go to tpusa.com slash Um And Ella just emailed us and she says that um, it's a good, she's planning on get, going to college for business, but not wants to get into politics without getting a degree in political science because I want to fall victim to leftist, leftist education. Isabel, how was is college for you being a conservative?
2: College was tough, you guys. I actually have a book coming out next month that tells a lot of the behind-the-scenes stories of what my college experience was like, but I was pre-med. I never anticipated leftist ideology dominating my classes like organic chemistry and anatomy and physiology, but there they were. And we were talking about the southern border wall and Mm -hmm. that there's more than two genders disregard the whole chromosome thing that we talked about in class. Uh, And I decided to do something about it. And I started a Turning Point USA chapter on my campus and got a lot of hate from the left because of that. Obviously, my life has changed pretty dramatically from the time that I wanted to go to medical school to what I do now, but college is not a friendly environment towards conservative ideas and even more so than that objective truth. Honestly, they're a lot more focused on indoctrination of certain values than they are presenting you with the truth and having healthy discussion and debate associated with that. If you want to do something with your life and with a career that requires a college degree, go for it. That's awesome. I have two degrees, one in undergrad from biomedical sciences. Is. And then the other one is a graduate school degree, a master's in biomedical sciences, policy, and advocacy. I love school. I'm a nerd, so I, I say that school is worth it if that's something that you believe in. But if you don't know what you want to do with your life, if you're going to college to find yourself, I would really encourage you to embrace a different call to action.
0: Amen. Um, so, Charlie, uh, these people are getting their information from false prophets on YouTube. Uh, I've seen a couple videos saying that Trump will be president. Well, look, you could tell, a, you could test a prophet based on the outcome of what they're saying. Um, and so these prophets, you know what they did? To, I'm not suggesting this at all. I'm just saying biblically what they used to do prophets in the Old Testament. If they were wrong, they would stone them. Not obviously suggesting that, but they should be excommunicated. Any prophet that misled you saying that God was speaking to them, they should be excommunicated and not listened to. They were lying to you. They were. They, no one was talking to them. They were lying to you. Okay, continue to email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Um, Let's go to. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, Charlie. But you do saw you at San Juan Capistrano. Awesome. Very cool experience. And my mom keeps saying that Trump will be put in and stuff, but I don't I think she's stuck in false hope and and hopium. Yes, that's correct. So please stop reading the message boards. Just <laughs> listen to this program, please. Uh, it's not true. Joe Biden's president. OK, I, I literally I don't know how else to put put it into words. Okay, I guess there's more work to be done on that than I would have ever thought. Okay, um, let's get a couple more here. Yeah, here's a good question for Isabel. Hey, uh, and this is kind of just—are you worried about them now banning Turning Point at universities? I think this is going to be their next big fight. It absolutely They're gonna is going to be their kick next us off big fight. Every They've university. already been yeah. trying this to is, do this. This is going to be their big offensive. But though. now
2: this is yeah. going to be the offense from the yep. left. So buckle up, everybody, because I think the next few years are going to get pretty fun. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah, here's a good one. What should we uh, what should be our plan? This is a really constructive question, Gabe. I want to send you a copy of my book because it's one of the more positive questions I've got. He's like, OK, what should our plan be to lobby for verifiable elections, meaning elections in the states that are unambiguous and impossible to question their veracity? Very good question. Signature verification, voter ID, limited mail in balloting and practices like Florida. That's what you should work to institute. Um, you should not allow this mail-in ballot nonsense to continue, these relaxed voter, uh, these relaxed state registration standards. It's a very, very good question. And so basically, the Florida model should be spread across the country. Where I'm going to spend my time and energy is lobbying state legislators here in Arizona. We're here in Arizona. And through Turning Point Action, we're already setting up meetings with state legislatures to fix this nonsense. We're trying to be constructive. Georgia, I don't have as much of a, you know, kind of an understanding of the kind of terrain of the politics there, but it's got to get fixed. It has to be the number one priority of the incoming state legislatures in these states.
2: And don't just wait for your state legislature to take action on this either. Anyone can introduce a bill to government. Yes. So if you want to take that upon yourself and draft up the first draft of this bill to change That's your voter true. laws, citizen, you, can you can do that.
0: Yeah. It has to have a uh, co-sponsor. Yeah. But But uh, Here's another one. In my 65 years of existence, I've never been so ashamed and embarrassed that I live in a country that allow us to take an election that contains such clear examples of so-and-so and so forth. It'll take a while for me to recover from this, and I might not ever. I understand, Don, um, but I'm gonna, we're going to put it on our shoulders right now, and we'll be here when you're, get re- when you're ready to get re-engaged. We'll hopefully have moved the ball in some direction. Um, email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com, uh, freedom at charliekirk.com. Uh, pro-life activism. I want to work. Uh, my area of activism is pro-life. Um, I, I've heard what you and Isabel are saying. Honestly, there's no reason um, like I should get involved. So anyways, is there an opportunity for me? Joy Turning Point USA. I'd love it. Any feedback?
2: Yes, absolutely. Join Turning Point USA. Get involved in a chapter in your community. If there isn't a chapter already, start one. It's a very easy process. And our team loves to help you guys get those chapters started across the country. We've said it a bunch today, but we'll say it again. tpusa.com slash get involved.
0: Amen. How do I get involved in a small way? Hi, Charlie. I'm in my 30s. a mom of three uh, young children, a nurse and an MBA student. I finished my MBA program this February. And I'm wondering if, if I get involved in politics anyway. I live in a conservative county in Illinois, Wood- uh, Woodford. I know where that is. Uh, and I just don't even know where to begin, how to make an impact. Such a good question. OK, here's my first thing. First of all, take a proactive posture and learn something new every day. You might be like, what does learning do anything? No, no, it's everything. The more knowledge you have about our country, the philosophy, the governing documents, you're going to be more informed of how to approach things that go from there. The second thing is get local before you get national school board races, mayor races, water reclamation district races, mosquito abatement stuff, whatever it is. We got all that stuff in Illinois. They got every level of government. Find someone to run for something. Maybe you run for it or you assist in it. And then finally, the third thing is this, is take the education of your children. You have three young children. Be very serious about that. That is the best thing you could do to help really move the ball forward for the next generation. Thanks so much, everybody. If you want to get involved, Go to tpusa.com, Turning Point USA, where we play offense with a sense of urgency to win America's culture war. Email us your questions, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. God bless.